Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos-Duffy. That's right. It is after Valentine's Day and um, a lot of controversy around Valentine's. So our good friend, Julie Banderas, went on Greg Gutfeld and she, <laughs> um, she said, blank Valentine's Day. And I get it. She's, she's going through, it, through a, a divorce. But actually, therapists have said that when a married couple does not celebrate Valentine's Day. That's one of the first predictors that there's a problem. And so do we have, I, do we have I a problem? Like Valentine's Day. No, we, no, we actually planned a really nice Valentine's Day. And then what happened? So uh, we were going to go because I, I had to work last night um, doing the bottom line Fox business. So Rachel was going to be a guest for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And we we're going to go to dinner after. However, the morning of Valentine's Day, yesterday morning, uh, three o'clock in the morning, our six-year-old came in and was sick and started throwing up. And so he had to stay home from school, which means you couldn't come in, couldn't come which in. means we didn't go to dinner. But we put the kids to bed when I got home and we had we a- hung out. We were going to order sushi. That went down the wayside. We didn't end up doing that. She wanted, so, yes. So anyway, we ended up- For a number of reasons. For a number of reasons. But long story short, we got a drink. We popped some popcorn. We watched a movie. We hung out. Um, it was nice. Yeah, they were just a little tired this morning. So we're, we are a little tired this morning, but um, it's an interesting topic because uh, just the idea of marriage and commitment is a controversial topic right now in society. So if you look on TikTok, there's the that these trending videos. They're called uh, the the videos are dinks. Do you know what a dink is, Sean? I, I did read it. Um, <laughs> now I can't They're what dual it is. income, no kids people. Yes. Um, so they are actually married, but with no kids and sort of showing off this amazing lifestyle that they have. Um, there's also the idea of, you know, not getting married at all, having no kids. That's sort of, we've talked about that many times in, in our, um, on our podcast about people who say, that's the way to be happy, have no kids, you know, think about the environment, spend the money on yourself, don't get married. Which is when everyone, whenever Rachel finds a woman to talk to, she's like, that is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Way to live well, your life. Find and I've, I've been proven right because there are studies, and they've shown for a long time, first of all, that like Republican women are much happier than Democrat 
women liberal women than liberal women that conservative men are happier than liberal men actually the least happy group are liberal men um that's always been but now this is but no but now the study you're looking at right now sean is about marriage so the in general Uh, happier not happier conservative conservative women are the happiest liberal men are the least happy but now there's these studies that are showing um where they look at republicans who are married and democrats who are married and they say 48 percent for example of republican men that would be you, Sean. That's me. Are completely satisfied with their marriage. I'm in that. I'm in that 48. percent Yep. Um, only 36 percent of men are uh, a dem- uh, Democrat men. Um, also, conservative women are more than two times happier than, than liberal women. Liberal women. Now, conservative men are happier than conservative women. I would. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but it's interesting. And can you? See- and you wonder they they speculate about why. Well, you you go there. You can tell us why. Well, according to according to this study, they think it's about gender roles that uh, Republican conservatives have more traditional gender roles, so there's less fighting and and there's a better natural understanding about what our roles are. So when there's a you know a noise outside in the middle of the night, we're not debating about who's going out. Right. When there's That's trash to be thrown out, it's your job. Um, and I so love to cook. I love to keep the house neat. And I kind of take charge of that. That is sort of the idea of, of this. That's what they, they say in this study. Right, well, I think it's, do you think to, that's true, well, Sean? to have two men or to, I'm sorry, to have a man and a woman who both want to be men wouldn't work very well. Or two women that both want to be men or both women wouldn't work well. You, you, you actually, if you look at over the course of thousands of years, we've developed into these roles and it's seemed to work for a really yeah. long time. And now we have liberals who say, we're going to throw away all of this history, all of this tradition, and we're going to remake these gender roles. And what they find is they're not happy. But I, I think something else is at play. When you, okay. when you talk about the dinks, what are they, what, what's the... The dinks are the dual income, no kids. They, By the way, their videos are so fun. Like they're, they're like, I personally... Can I, I would like their lifestyle for like five minutes, and then I would be so bored. Like they show themselves like two weeks, two weeks getting be great. up. Yeah, maybe like a, for a vacation. Like when we go on vacation for like a week. So they get up on a Saturday morning. They they Have lay coffee. in bed. They make matcha lattes. Then they read a little more. Then they get up. Then they get ready, and maybe they go to the farmers market. Then they because come back. The, then they because go out to dinner. It all sounds really nice and quiet, but it also seems really boring to me. Maybe I'm just used to a lot of chaos. Well, because at the end of life, if you ask people and look at studies, they'll say, you know, I'm so glad I had that matcha or I went to the farmer's market. My life was so full. Um, listen, <laughs> everyone says, of course, market. that's not the case. Your family makes you happy. Mm. Your relationship with your wife and your kids and your and your own parents that's what brings joy and happiness to someone's life, giving to others, helping other people out yeah. gives people joy. And what you find in today's culture is so many people are focused on themselves. Right. And how much money can I, can I make? And by the way, we know there's no correlation between money and happiness. Money does not make you happy. No. So Some of the focus, un- most unhappy people I've, so I've met So as you focus on trying to make money, you're focusing on something that won't give you joy and happiness and fulfillment in your life. And I think there's another thing that wasn't mentioned here, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, conservative or Republican married couples probably are people more of faith. 
Yeah, and liberals are not, and Democrats, and I'm speaking generally, probably as a percentage, are less likely to be faithful people or church-going individuals. And again, if you look at family and faith and giving and sharing um, in community, those are the things that make people fulfilled in their life, yeah. give them a rich life. Um, and that goes back a long time. Now, by the way, if you're stuck in the kitchen, if you're stuck you know, working 16 hours a day, seven days a week... You know, th- th- there's going to be some problems with happiness. You yeah, got some balance course. in your life, but if you can, if you force me to cook, I would not enjoy cooking. <laughs> there's no forcing going on here, Rachel. No, likes to I love to cook. I like I like to be in my house. I mean, generally, I mean, even the Valentine's debate was. I mean, you did make reservations at a really nice restaurant that I liked in the city, and I was really excited to go. But generally. Sean's like, should we go out to dinner? And I'm like, let's just stay home. Because um, that's kind of, I'm a, I'm a homebody and I don't mind this, that. We thought we could have issues with Valentine's Day. So we actually went out on Saturday night together as well to go, let's do a preemptive. We did. We did a pre-Valentine's dinner on Saturday night. We went really early because I get up at three in the morning right. on Sunday for work. But we, So we went out at like five, like old people right. in right. nursing homes. Um, and enjoyable. yeah, but it was fun. We, we went out and thank God we went out on Saturday because our life is so unpredictable. Unlike the dinks who <laughs> can just hang out <laughs> happens. And so our, when our son, you know, woke up puking at, you know, three in the morning, you know, there goes Valentine's day. And you know, just to, to go back to this point, when, when you talk about, Oh, for five minutes, I'd like to live the dink life. But in for a week, <laughs> but a week. So if we if we go away for we've gone a, a couple times over the last couple of years away for like five days together, yeah. and at the end of five or six days, we're like we want to go home. We want to see our kids. We want to be with oh, our except family. Except for the time that we went to St. Thomas, do you remember? And we that kept was, extending our yeah. vacation. I was like, I don't want to go home for yeah, like a couple of days. I couldn't get her to go on vacation. Then she went and she didn't yeah, want to come true. back. I didn't want to go. I was like, we can't. The kids, the kids, we can't. And then he, we we went on vacation, and then we kept. I was like, let's just stay one more day to see if, if, if we can just, you know, make it happen one more day. And we called and had, you know, the sitter stay one more day. And then we're like, let's just stay one more day. And then after the second day, Sean's like, listen, that's it. We got to go home. But, but this is true. And, but it and is true. We do end up missing the kids by the end. We do. And, and, and I look at, sometimes it's crazy. Um, we've had conversations about, we have all these kids around us. And if we're honest, kids are a lot of work. Yeah. They're a lot of fun, but it takes, there's a lot, we still are in diapers. Mm-hmm. We're not in diapers, but our kids. We's, but we will be, and they will help. We've had, we've, <laughs> we will be one day. We've had diapers in our life since, you know, nine months after we were married. Yeah. Until today. We haven't stopped almost 24 years, 23 years of diapers. Um, yeah. Never been out of them. And you know what? Do I mind that? Yeah, it's a little, it's, listen. You, when, we went, when we went on vacation without Valentina, that was really nice with all the other kids. And we left Valentina with my mom, but it is, I mean, listen, it's more work, but it, I wouldn't trade one second for it. So a lot of times people ask me, what is the secret? Because I posted yesterday a picture from our last family vacation. And one of our kids took a picture of us hanging out in the water and, um, and we were kissing and I posted it and I had just so many comments and people saying like, what is, um, you know, you guys have been married. We're going on what? Almost 24 years. Almost 24 years in a couple months. It'll be 24 years, nine kids. We still like hanging out together. You know, what's, what is the secret? 
And so I'm going to pose that question to you, Sean. So you're putting that on me. You're putting that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I, listen, and then I, we're going to get to your, we're going to get to your love, love poem after that. So I, I, I look at us and I go, I think if, if, and I say this a lot, if you think marriage is always bliss and you marry someone, it's just going to be perfect. It's not like we'll fight on occasion (laughs) (laughs) once in a while. Um, And that's normal. And I've said this a lot, but anything that is fulfilling and meaningful takes work. Nothing comes easy. And if you go through the work of a marriage and you can, you know, navigate your differences and, we, I think we've done it at the start of our marriage. We did a good job of setting up rules of how we're going to fight and how we're going to argue yeah. and how we're going to disagree. And we usually will stick to those rules. Sometimes we'll break them. And then after we're like, you broke the rules of, of, of <laughs> argument. You can't, you can't do that. Um, but I think being respectful in fights is, is a key. Yeah. Um, you can't take back some of the stuff you and say. I, and that's, that's, that's one of the hard that's parts. That's hard. And I think, I think there's also, if, if you don't work through the issues that you have in, in your marriage, you build up resentment. And that, that, that feeling of that fight, though the moment might pass, it still sits in you because you never resolved it. And then something small can happen you know, in a disagreement, and it can be explosive because it's not just that fight. It's not just that argument. Yeah, it's all of all these the other, other things yeah. that were never resolved, and they build on each other. And then uh, people start to not like each other. And so if you, can, if you can get through your disagreements and navigate them and come to peace or resolution on them, then the next fight you have, you're not fighting over the last fight or the last year of fights or the last five years of fights, you're just fighting about that fight because you've resolved the other ones. I think that's really key. Um, and as my mom was, my mom's a big liberal and I love her to death. And there's a lot of great Carol. things I got from Carol, my mom. Um, but she, she always talked about talking about the way I feel, right? This is what I feel. I feel like you're saying this to me as opposed to you are saying, I'm not putting my belief on Rachel. I'm telling yeah, her the way really she makes me feel. Yeah. Right. Because I only know how I feel, not how you feel. And uh, you can't argue yeah. against what I'm telling you, the, what, you know, what you're doing and how you're feeling towards me. I only know how I feel. Does right. that make so sense? You're, what you're saying, so first of all, let me just break it surmise. down. Let me make break that make sense what I, what I just saying. said. Yes. Let me go back <laughs> because I think what- Rachel explains what I'm saying. No, no, no. I know. I know. No, no, no. Not at all. I think the key of what you're saying is that communication is important. And so if you're dating someone who's not a good communicator, you better learn to make him or her into a better communicator because the relationship is not, is the most important thing is communication. Everything that you said up until now was about communication and talking through things. You can't negotiate. You can't come to an understanding unless you're actually communicating about it. So I think that's, that's the most important. And I think what you're saying, these skill sets that you learned, I think from your mom and from your family history, right? In your yeah. family, there was a point in the, his family when they were growing up where he had a brother who, you know, had, um, you know, a substance abuse problem. And it ended up being that the whole family ended up in, in therapy. I was too little. I didn't go. You, but, yeah, but, but, but he I got, got I the, all the skill sets of that, which is means, for example, like what you were saying, if you are mad at me about something I'm doing, you don't say you're doing this. You said, what you're doing makes me feel like this, or I feel like you're saying this. And that brings the temperature down and allows me some space to see what your point of view is, but maybe explain my point of view. I think that's all really important. I know I didn't come with all of those skill sets. I learned a lot through Sean, but here's what I did bring. And I'm going to give you an example from JLo and Ben Affleck to explain 
what I did bring to the table. I didn't bring all the, the therapy to the table and all the great things that you can learn from that. But there's this, uh, you know, they had the, was it the Grammys that was the other day? And there was a moment where Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, you know this because I sent you the the, you the, the clip you of it. You told me about it. I never so, watched it. J-Lo is saying something to Ben Affleck, like, and it looks like she's being really stern. And so anyway, the the tabloids exploded, right? And they were like, you know, their marriage is on the rocks. They're fighting in the middle of the Grammys. And I looked at that and I was like, uh, no, that's a Hispanic woman. She's just talking about something like this, like exactly the way I'm doing it right now. And if, if a Latina woman is mad, you know it. Exactly. You know it. You're, there's no speculation. There's no debate. There's no debates. And so what I think I brought to the table is something very cultural, but I think very healthy. And you see it in Hispanic cultures. You see it in Italian cultures. And that is that, and it's not always the greatest thing, but it is a good thing, which is we say exactly what we think. And if I'm mad, you're going to know I'm mad. And I'm, we're going to talk about it because I'm not going to, you know, the, you know, they say still, uh, still waters, run, waters deep. run deep. I am not a still water. Oh, if no. I'm upset, everyone knows why. Everyone knows I'm upset. And then we can talk about it. It's kind but of a raging river. I am a raging river. And you can't talk about things and get to this understanding that you're talking about, which is so important for marriage. If you keep tucking your feelings down and you don't say what's bothering you. Now, I'm not saying that you should be a raging bitch and talk and, you know, explode on everything, but you got to say what you think. And well, I think that's really important. Well, to be honest with yourself, to go, I'm angry about and something. And be honest and with and the I other wanna, person. I want to I talk about it. So we always say, let's not sweep it under the rug, right? So if right. you have a fight, you have an issue. Or be an well, ostrich and stick your head in the ground. Right. We, uh, we, we've learned that that never works well for us. Yeah. So listen, I think, I do think that there are simple, there's, there, there, there are certain traps that you can get, you can fall into in marriage. Sure. Um, there are certain ways out of those traps. And if you, if you care about a marriage and your family and the commitment, you can listen to people, you can read about it and go, there's ways that we can work together to get through these differences. And there will be. And you might be married for 24 or 84 years together, and it's a pretty beautiful institution. Can, can I, can, and can I say this too? Here, here's the other part. So we spend a lot of time in our lives talking about a lot of stuff, like our work. We, people plan out their careers, and they prepare for you know things that they have to do at work. And they, So my point is we spend actually a lot of time talking about our marriage. And yeah, our we family, do. we actually do. And it's a sign that you should not, it, it's not a sign that, you know, things aren't going well that you talk about. It's a sign that you care about it's it. It's important. It's right. important. If our marriage is not going well, everything in this house is not going well. It's sort of like, it's, it's just, it, it, it's not going to go well. It's like, mama's not happy. It's Nobody's not about that. I mean, that that's happy. true. That is true. Right. If we're not getting along, if we're not doing well, if we're not building this marriage and making it strong, right. the entire out, you know outfit falls apart. Everything falls apart. But also, just, so don't feel bad spending time like sitting on the couch, spending an hour talking about whatever happened. I mean, it, I'm not saying you should fight, but you should talk about it and get to some resolution. Wait right there. We're going to have more of that conversation next. 
Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. And there's, there's something that the Bonginos said that we do not, we've tried to do, we don't do as well, but we went down, was it last year we went down for Valentine's yeah. Day and did a, yeah, a, we did a special with Jan with and, and Paula Bongino. Yeah, the, the wonderful. But they do date night every, I think, once a week. Easier for them because their kids the, are older. older. And so we've we've tried to do more of that, and yeah, it's hard for us to great. get to mm-hmm. get away. But I, I, and so it brings me to another point that we talk about our schedules a lot. So yeah, right, we do. You have you have you know the weekend Fox and Friends, but Fox and Friends has you do a number of things, oftentimes throughout the week. Yeah, and leaving today. tonight to go to Florida ahead of the um, the uh, Daytona, Daytona. What, uh, by the way, NASCAR what you, race. What are you going to do when you're down there? So I'm going early. I should just be there for Friday to do diners and then the weekend. But I'm going early because She's something I didn't want to do. But I Sean was like, you're not allowed to say no to you this. You can't turn this down. Go ahead. She's going to fly with the Thunderbirds. I am. So I'm like, what an amazing experience. Who doesn't? Who gets to fly with the Thunderbirds? The you you got to fly with. I, did, but, you know, uh, I was a congressman, but you don't get these yeah. opportunities. So I'm like, you have to do it. She's going to get sick. She's probably going to pass out. They're going to have it on video. And... <laughs> It's going to be great, but you take those opportunities. So she has to go a day earlier. So my point is we navigate our schedules and what I'm doing, what you're doing, what the kids are doing. And we're probably more than most people because we have so many kids and our schedules can be in flux, but we do it because it's also important to figure out when are we going to be together? Yes. When are we going to cut and carve time for us? When are we cutting and carving time for the kids? Yes. Um, and because if you don't think about those things, life can just happen and all, and you're on a hamster wheel and you don't even know we, what's going on. We make a big deal about we don't want to live separate lives. And I think that's a problem. If you have, yeah, that is if you ha- if you have two people that live separate lives, separate friends, separate careers, um, I didn't marry her because I want to have a separate life. I married Rachel because I want to have a life with her. And so figuring out how we meld our, and mold our lives together um, is really important for us. And that's part of scheduling and yeah. making sure we're doing yeah. things. Together. Last year I came, I, I went to uh, Daytona with you. I went to Talladega with you as well. Yeah, uh, so. Fox and Friends brought me down. Now, because of our schedules, now I'm staying. I'm going to stay at home with with all the, the kids, um, because of just my schedule. I want to spend some time with them. I've had enough time with you. Just kidding. But I'm not. But I'm not going to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those are th- th- those are real things that I think married couples have to think about. Yeah, building not, lives but, together. Yeah, managing the schedule, but also carving out time taking time, not feeling like you're wasting time talking about your relationship, talking about your childhood or, you know, how you were raised and how that's impacting how you're acting out in your relationship. Because we all bring all that stuff into our own marriage. So I just think 
when people have asked me, you know, what is it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. First of all, chemistry matters, right? I mean, I really love you and I'm very attracted to you. And that's a I love big, you and I'm attracted to exactly, you. Exactly. Wow. And that's obviously that's a really important component. But it's also about, you know, if this is an important relationship, you're gonna give it the time that it needs to to flourish to, to flourish, to make it the best that it can be. To know that it's more important than talking about your career, um, than talking about, you know, but your career. random stuff. Your career is important, but nothing is more important than this. The career will work itself out because if your marriage is good, and that's what I tell women all the time. Then they're like, how do you balance, you know, you know, how do you balance, you know, work and family and, and your career? And I'm like, listen, get your love life right and everything else will work out. If you marry the right person. They're going to support you in your dreams and your passion, your career. Marry the wrong person, do, everything goes bad. It's like a dark cloud. And, th- and that's a problem with what liberals have done. They said, listen, you can be happy if you stay single and, and you put your life into your career. And if you, you know, advance in your career and you make more money, that'll bring you happiness. And I think to the, to the first point of this conversation, which liberal women are not as happy, it's because they're putting their time and energy, they're investing in things that don't bring happiness because your career will not make you happy. We've said how many times, your corporation doesn't love you. No. It will not, at the end of life, it won't be there with you. Rachel says they're not changing your diapers. They're not, they're, they're, they're not there to assist you in the, in the hard times They're not going to hold your hand on your deathbed. You no don't, one at your corporation, your company is going to do that. There's good people in your corporation that yeah. you probably are friends with, but they won't love you. Making money isn't fulfilling. Money's great, but it doesn't fulfill Makes you. Makes life easier. And so Rachel always brings the point up, find love. Find someone that you yeah. can share your life with um, and, and be together and be happy together um, and raise a family with. And I think that's really good advice. And I think too many men and women get, get advice that tells them to do something else. Or that, tells them to do it first. So for women, I think- them empty. Yeah, for women, I think what it is, is they say, and, and this was mentioned in this study that they were talking about, it's like, you have to, they tell you, you have to do it in this certain order. You have to, you know, get your education, which I think is a great thing to do. I've got mine. Um, but you have to prioritize that, prioritize your career, make a lot of money, and then once you accumulate this money, then you can get married. Then you can make a little bit more money. Then you can have kids. By the time that happens, you're like almost 50. I mean, so again, this sequencing thing is weird. The most important thing in your life is your love life, is your love life. Get your love life. And I say this for men and women, but I think the pressure on women to to do it in a certain order is also biologically weird and doesn't work biologically. So a lot of women end up not having children or having problems having children because they were told they can't fall in love and get married in their 20s or their early 30s. They need to wait. And so anyway, I think so all that's make, really make interesting. Make point sure. on that. So, so you, you, I want to make time, make sure we have time you for your actually, poem. You actually lived what you're preaching, right? I so did. Rachel and I got married and I was graduating from law school. I want to go back to Hayward, Wisconsin to, you know, to, to practice law with my dad. You know, this is a small town, rural Wisconsin. It's cold. It's snowy. I love it there. It's, it's, it's my home. I'm from and, Arizona and, and I love the and heat. Rachel um, decided that she, that she loved me <laughs> and was willing to, you know, oh, make this adventure, you know, with me in this small town again. Traveled the world with her dad in the military and lived in bigger communities and had the the benefits of a big community and you move to the small town 
for love and we then 2000 people by the way 2000 people then we went to, to from Hayward to Ashland where I was a DA then we ran for congress and got to do the went to Wausau and had a congressional experience we've kind of done this whole thing together but you didn't again I was I was I was I was not the catch of the yes, sea. You were. yes you were and you're like no you know we're going to do this together because I love you and you invested in our marriage and we invested in our career and our family and I our was families. an at-home mom for 14 years so during that period I was an at-home mom I did a few things I had I had done television before I met Sean a little bit and then obviously moving to a town of 2000 in rural Wisconsin you know put the ice on my career let's let's just say and then having baby after baby did too I did a few things here and there um, but basically, I didn't land my dream job until I was in my late 40s, um, hey, which Fox. was Fox and Friends. Fox and, and Friends. And so, and listen, did I do things in between? I did. And Sean was really supportive of helping me, um, you know, do little gigs here and there. I got a contributorship at Fox. But um, I didn't land my dream job, which is my job at Fox and Friends, and it is a dream, until I was almost 50 years old. And, you know, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm just saying... I was able to do it because I had a great husband and a great partner. Um, and I wouldn't do it any other way because I want all those kids that I ha- that we have as well. We so wouldn't send any of them back. By I the way. wouldn't send any back. So I'm just saying the sequencing pressure on women is real. Do what you, you got to live your life. Obviously, if your career ends up, you know, just flourishing in your twenties. Well, then that, that happened to you. God bless you. That's awesome. But this idea that you have to hold off or you have to have a certain pot of money in order to get married or have a kid is, is ridiculous. It's never been done that way. We before. would have never gotten married and never had kids. Oh my God, ever, ever. <laughs> but every time I had a baby, true. there's a Spanish saying, it says babies are born with a little loaf of bread under their arms. And it's true. Every time we had a baby, we got a little bump in our in our something income. Ha- something happened. I don't know how that some happened, deals. But it's true. Some, but yeah, it was it was. It was okay, so whatever. let's get to this because AI is kind of a big thing now, right? Go ahead. So I did I did um, outnumbered yesterday, and one of the segments on outnumbered was men who are using Chat GPT, which is an AI uh, platform, and they're using that platform to write poems to their to their loved ones, There's... their girlfriends, or their wives, <laughs> and. I was on the couch. I'm like, that is a great idea. That is awesome. So how does it work? And wait, hold on. And the women on the couch are like, that is, no, that's yeah, horrible. I, I, didn't, I, I thought came, the same thing. I, I was listening to him and he was saying, yeah, why wouldn't I have allowed a robot? I came home and she's like, why didn't you talk to me before you gave that answer? I'm like, because that's the right answer. Men need some help with some poems. And with so, love poems. And, I, well, by the way, we tried this on Fox and Friends over the weekend. Pete did an AI poem about Will. <laughs> And it was actually pretty good. Um, but then when Sean said, yeah, I would totally do an AI poem, uh, artificial intelligence, give them, you give them certain data points, right? You tell yeah. them the name. This is my first time. This is my first time using chat GPT. I did it yesterday. I signed in and just put a couple things in there to see what kind of, you poem. put in like my name, my, what, where we no, met or did, what do you do? Did, How does well, it work? Should I, should I read what, but first explain how it works. So you can put in a whole bunch of data points. I first put in Valentine's day poem, and then I put a couple of different things about uh, me, about us, Okay. us and you in this, in this little platform to see what it kicked out. And I just did it randomly twice. Um, next time I would use it, I could get a far better poem from AI. So, but by the way, I would think use AI as 
a tool to see what it generates, and then you can tweak it and modify it to make it your own. That's fair, fair enough. But when I did hear you say on Outnumbered that you thought it was a fabulous idea to have your love poem on AI and all the women attacked you for it, I was with the women. I know you were. And then he came the, home with the poem and last then, night. And then the men were with me, but not probably many men are watching Outnumbered, so yeah. I probably lost. <laughs> so who's your audience? I was thinking of who's your audience. Okay. So you're ready for my, my AI poem for you? Yes. 24 years have passed us by with nine children and no goodbye. Our love has grown like a sturdy oak through the trials that life did evoke. Uh, we've, had, we, we've, we've had our laughs, we've had our tears, but our love has stayed through the years. We've watched Fox News and had great fun in our cozy cabin by the lake under the sun. Our love is like the tranquil lake. As we share each other, our hearts awake. We dance together through life's great joys and face its challenges without any noise, which is a lie because we have a nine lie. kids. Like We've built a family that. strong and true with love and care. We've seen it through. And with each passing year, we know our love will continue to grow and glow. Honey, that is so good. AI is, so that's one. I did a couple of them, but we'll just leave it at that. But it's actually interesting. I think if you- He used, came home and read that to me. I was like, that, I was impressed. So sweet, honey. Wow. Yeah. Um, Except for the noise part. <laughs> we have noise in our house. Um, but anyway, I think- Whatever tools you can use, because um, oh. listen, some men are limited, like me, <laughs> in their creative uh, creativeness. Um, and so, if you have some tools out there to help you out, um, that's great. So it's, it's it actually, we you know what I think. If you're gonna, you, you want to get something for a man wants to get something for their wife or their girlfriend, and they don't have a lot of style. What do they do? They they ask other women in their life to help them find a gift that will be meaningful and fitting yeah. that their loved one will like. He'll call this my is, sister and This ask is like her. asking, you know, your wife's friend what you should get your wife. Get some ideas. I just got some ideas from AI. That's it. Well, it happens all the I, time. I'm going to say bravo. Thank you. That was a Thank lovely you, poem. It was super sweet. Thank you. Um, really great. But it's happy of- Valentine's Day. I know it's a day late, but happy Valentine's, everybody. Happy and Valentine's Day. And if you're watching us. I have my daddy chill shirt on. Uh, Lucia gave that to me for Father's Day. Daddy chill. Mm -hmm. Chill daddy. Um, Listen, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Um, Love matters. Uh, Relationships matter. Families matter. Kids are great. They're hard work, but that's the best work that you'll do. So um, invest. Invest in love. Invest in in family, um, which is investing in your future. Investing in happiness and fulfillment. That's right. Be happy. From the kitchen table. Bye, everybody. Happy Valentine's no, Day. No, we're not doing that. If you like our podcast, you can oh, rate, yeah, review, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast, give us a high rating. Yeah. Um, and there's some special out there on Fox Nation podcasts that you yeah. get. But I don't have that in front of me right now, so I can't tell you what that is. Or on Amazon, but you can listen to us ad-free. Is it right somewhere. here? Here oh, yeah. it is. Here it is. Listen ad-free yes. right there. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. There you go. That's right. Hope to see you around the kitchen table next week. Bye, everybody. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.